and is like, I heard you're my daddy. And he's like, I am. I am your daddy. And it is, it's drama. everyone this is alex and this is m welcome to the latest episode of the good the bad the basic this is the podcast for tv lovers movie buffs and binge watchers of all ages on this podcast we'll be discussing what we loved what we hated and what's just a bit problematic about the tv and movies that we're addicted to and do a bit of rewriting where necessary for much more exclusive content, become a show producer on Patreon and get access to after-the-episode outtakes, curated playlists, movie reviews, music video retrospectives, and so much more. Join the GBB family at patreon.com forward slash goodbadbasic. Today we'll be discussing the back half of one of the most truly unique shows of the last decade, Drop Dead Diva. When the consciousness of a thin, vapid, aspiring model returned to Earth in the body of a plus-size attorney, hijinks ensued. But Drop Dead Diva kept lending its humanity to and allowed us to witness the amazing character arc of our protagonist as she learns to become a figuratively bigger person as well. So what exactly made this series so interesting? Stay tuned. All right, everyone, if you haven't listened to part one, stop right now and go do that. But for those of you catching up, um, here are some details about Drop Dead Diva. The series is classified as a comedy drama, a fantasy, and a legal drama. It was created by Josh Berman, and it was released from July 12, 2009 through June 22, 2014 on the Lifetime Network for a total of six seasons and 78 episodes. The series stars Brooke Elliott as Jane Bingham, currently inhabited by Deb Dobkins. She is our protagonist and an attorney. Margaret Cho as Terry Lee, Jane's assistant. April Bowlby as Stacey Barnett, Jane's best friend and roommate. Kate Levering as Kim Caswell, Jane's co-worker and frenemy. Jackson Hurst as Grayson Kent, Jane's colleague and Deb's former boyfriend. Uh, Josh Stamberg is Jay Parker. He's um, Jane's former boss, and we see him in seasons one through four. Uh, Lex Medlin as Owen French, Jane's ex-fiance, and then later Stacy's fiance and baby daddy. Uh, Jeffrey Pierce as Ian Holt. He is inhabited by Grayson in season six. Uh, let's see, let's see. Justin Dealey is Paul in seasons five and six. He is Deb slash Jane's third guardian angel, and then later Grayson's guardian angel. Um, uh, Brooke Dorsey as the original Deb Dobkins. Um, and last but not least, Natalie Hall as the real Jane Bingham, who is now in the body of a woman named Brittany. These are our major players in the back half of the series. So let's get into it. Let's talk about this uh, fourth season of Drop Dead Diva. Yes. So fourth season, fourth season, we pick up with drama. Um, 
last season left us with Jane seeing Grayson and Stacy kiss, and she was like, "I'm out of here. I'm done with this shit. We're going." I'm she. So she, Owen invited her to run away to Italy with him, and so that's what happened. She went to Italy, and so we pick up, and this is actually the first season that doesn't start with like this some big ass musical, random ass musical number. It's Jane doing her best Carrie Bradshaw impression. Um, and she's like, you guys, I've learned, I've loved, I've eat, I've eaten, I've prayed, I've loved, you know, I've been in Italy and, you know, life is good and I'm so happy. Hashtag, uh, traveling, hashtag love, hashtag, um, manifesting something. Right. Just here for the vibes. (laughs) Just here for the vibes. And Owen is with her. And they're just, you know, all... And she's all loved up. But, you know... Are... But there's trouble at the firm because Parker had, like, dipped. He had left to chase Brandy to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) To find his son. (laughs) Like... Pretty much. That's what happened. And, um... Kim and in... Parker's absence, Kim, Jane's, you know, frenemy lawyer, has been running the firm. And apparently Kim is, like, not doing the best of jobs. So Jane needs to come back to, to you know, help. And so Jane and Owen do. They come back ready to, because he's got to get back to judging, judge things. Jane's got to see, you know, her main one, her BF, her main one in her BFF, Stacy Stace. And, uh, and yeah, that's where we are. And she, when she gets to the airport, Grayson, you know, Grayson hears that she's coming and he thinks she's alone. Right. So he shows up to the airport in a really nice suit with flowers, ready to like get it on and pop in. And then he sees Owen exit the airport and sees that they're all loved up. And he, he tearfully throws the flowers in the trash and, and walks away. Ugh. It's so extra, but it's so cute. It is. I haven't seen that in a minute. Like, I honestly have not seen that in a smooth minute. The dude's just like, what's the point? What's even the point anymore? Nothing makes sense um, in a long time. But I'm here for it. I'm very here for it. Here for it. So here for it. Um, Fred, who, like, also heard about this kissing thing, Fred is like, Fred had also taken a sabbatical to, you know, heal himself listen to you know some some sad indie uh music and we also have like a fabulous new guest star for uh, a while in the form of uh kim kardashian west (laughs) oh girl yeah she does she does show up here for a minute that was a that was a choice yeah that was a choice (laughs) that was it she was here it i mean it happened it happened Um, (laughs) (laughs) and she has like a real arc you guys like there there are things that like actively happen (laughs) although i do think it was really appropriate and like and kind of shady casting that kim's character is like a scammer that was also a choice um i i actually liked that like Kim was like a scammer. I, it felt like a, a larger meta commentary on something <laughs> about who yeah. she is as a person. 
But uh, yeah, so Kim Kardashian comes to like, because Stacey, you know, is realizes she's not like really meant for acting. So she needs to find something else that she's going to do. And so Stacey, it like is good, like randomly, I guess they make her good at baking. And so she makes like the pig, which is like half, like part pie, part cake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then Kim Kardashian's character basically like steals all her money and bounces when she tries to open this like bakery business. I mean, I liked her playing scam likely. I think that was a good choice. I thought that was cute. Yeah, it was cute. Um so- I have seen her in like a couple other roles since then, like very 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 small movie roles. Um, I think she realized acting was not for her. And uh, that was a realization. Um, but she was, they, 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 they wrote the character well on Drop Dead Diva. I will say that. They wrote it well enough that she could do absolutely nothing with it, but it wouldn't be, I mean, she's distracting, but it's not so awful that like you can't watch it. Exactly. Which says a lot about the writer's room. We've been giving a lot of praise to the writer's room, but it's so deserved. It is. It's deserved. Kim, like we said, Kim is sort of running this firm into the ground. But Parker, who was like the main partner, shows back up. And he shows back up and he shows back up without the baby. I call, I keep calling this child the baby. The child is not a baby. The baby is like really like 10, like 8, 10. Very... I mean, that's a baby. That counts. (laughs) You know, I like the baby talks and thinks and does things. So Parker's very despondent and like really sad that like he couldn't find Brandy and, you know, this baby. But then the baby shows up. Baby shows up on his doorstep one day and is like, I heard you're my daddy. And he's like, I am. I am your daddy. And it is. It's drama. The baby shows up without Brandy. So let's talk about the episodes um, themselves. Like these people's little dramas are little are really really cute. But for me, season four, the cases are what made season four really really fun and interesting. Okay, yeah, really. Yes, like right. honestly, I'm not a fan of legal dramas. I've already said this when we had our uh, when we spoke about Scandal and we spoke about The Good Wife. A lot of times, it's the auxiliary stuff that makes it good. But I actually really enjoyed watching these legal dramas, um, or not these legal dramas, but these legal um, goings ons um, on this show. Um, I think one of my favorite episodes was episode four, where like. You know, they they have the guy whose wife committed suicide because she couldn't get on this reality show. Right. And I'm just like... yes, because she's, like, ugly. Right, and I'm like, this is such a great commentary for how reality television gives us, like, unrealistic expectations about, like, desirability and beauty and things like that. And the show consistently does things like this without being too preachy and too in-your-face. Oh, yeah. Like, the show is really, like, the legal stuff is surprisingly really forward-thinking um, in a way that is really unexpected. Like, we didn't, I don't know that we, like, quite talked about it, but, like, um, 
there's an episode where Grayson's like college or high school team or high school or college or whatever. I think it's his high school. Like the football team like rapes one of the cheerleaders. Mm, and that was intense. That was hard to watch, honestly. Right. But like it was so unexpected in that like I did not expect this episode to to essentially be about like it's like it's about, you know, rape culture and all that stuff. And but it's also about how good it it shows the way in like which good men are like taken in by all the bullshit. Um, because mm-hmm. Grayson is initially like, oh, this could have never happened. My fo- my high school football team would have never done this. Coach, what's his face is still the coach. Like these girls are like, and it's like, no, no, no. And Jane has to be like, uh, no, like that's not how mm-hmm. this works. And it's, and it's, and in real, and then through the course of the episode, Grayson is like, wow, like I contributed even though like I'm quote unquote good or whatever like I did help to contribute to this like really toxic culture in that way right right and I like how they have this analysis of like dude just because you're a quote unquote good guy like if all of these women are being raped you know a rapist sorry about it if you're not the rapist you know a rapist there's no getting around this right that episode is like strangely not strangely but it's like it's pretty sophisticated like that's a really good episode there's a lot going on in it It, because it's exactly what you said and then it's also this idea of like you've got to learn like I think as an adult to like just like kill your idols like you know what I mean right right um especially when like your idols are rooted in like toxic masculinity like quiet as it's kept a lot of the shit that straight men do is for the um, community of and respect of other straight men. Um, You're not thinking about women. You're not thinking about even yourselves a lot of times. Um, This keeps men from experiencing a lot of things because they don't want their masculinity called into question, but it also keeps them from questioning a lot of things that their peers do because they don't want to be on the outskirts. You don't want to be the odd man out. Right. And, and the fact that, um, they have Grayson sort of like go through this transformation and growth is like, it's really interesting. And, and like we said, you guys, like the show is not heavy and it doesn't really get heavy. I think that's one of the heaviest episodes I can think of. And even then it's, it's not really, cause I think there's some super intense wackiness that's happening in the background. It, it does it in a way that's, that's really lighthearted, but is effective. It's just, it's one of the hidden gems about this show in general. Right, right. There's there's a lot. I mean, there's an episode about money laundering, too, that was, like, really, really great. Because I think a lot of times when we think about money laundering, that is highly glamorized and romanticized because of the way that American culture has romanticized mafias and, like, mafia film and television, right? Mm-hmm. That's another, like, highly romanticized thing. But now, like, when the employees of the firm are accused of money laundering, it's it's not. You see, like, it's actually a serious crime. There's a reason why it's a federal crime. <laughs> right, right. Because um, people, yeah. That, that was a lot. And we got to see Serena Williams as an attorney, excuse me, attorney Serena Williams. <laughs> yes, time. attorney Serena Williams comes to, like, defend Brandy. 
<laughs> represent Brandy in a, in a right. custody hearing. Oh, God. I want a lawyer with a strong backhand. Uh, see what you did there. <laughs> see what you did there. Um, yeah, so Serena Williams. So, yeah, the baby shows up and then, like, uh, the baby's like, I don't I want to stay with my father. And Brandy's like, no. But, like, we live in Canada. And um, he has the audacity to, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's actually a really complex, like, it's, it happens over the course of several episodes, too. It's not that, like, it's bad that he's suing for custody, but also it's, like, I don't know. It kind of just sucks. No, I get it. I mean, yay for wanting to be an involved father. And obviously, suing for custody is not, like, a play to get Elisa back or anything. Thing, yeah. Um he really wants to be in this child's life, but, like, I'm not actually mad at anything that he did. I'm mad at that child, because you don't even know this nigga, and, like, I know they say he's your daddy or whatever, but, like, loyalty? <laughs> 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 you don't even know him. <laughs> like, I'm just like, just because you met this dude the other day, and he said all the right things, and he lives in the U.S., doesn't make him a better parent than the mom that you've been with. Like, like, I don't know. It was just very, very weird. And I feel like when your own kid is saying, like, they don't want you, that's got to be, like, next level hurtful. <laughs> it's, it's hurtful. but it, And it's, like, it, it's hurtful. And, like, all around the situation just sucks. Because it's, like, she can't be a nurse in the U.S. because of the legal case that happened last season. So she moves to Canada where her license can transfer and she can do that. And the nursing board's not going to, and the nursing board, and it's all, and she can like have her career that she wants to have. But now that has like taken her, this child away from a father that granted never knew about this child in the first place. Right. 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 And that's a whole other situation. I definitely think she dropped the ball in not telling this guy about the child. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, and, I, and I, I stand on this, unless you believe or have evidence of, uh, you know, in your own uh, situation or you have evidence from somewhere else that this person would be abusive to you and or the child... I do think there's an obligation to tell someone you're having their child, even if they don't want to have the child, even if they don't want to be with you, they need to know that their child exists and make a decision. Like if you're not telling a person you, that, that, that you're having their child then you've essentially made all the decisions for them. Right. And that's, that's what sucks. Although I want to say, I'm remembering, I'm like, I think in a later episode, he like, you know what? Yes. Here, no. Here, it's all coming back to me now. Because then, like, he files the custody thing. They have this whole thing. He loses. She's like, we're going back to Canada. Visit if you want to. Like, she's like, I didn't want it to be like this. Um, Come to Canada. Call. We'll work Uh, something out. (laughs) We'll work something out. And then, like, when he's, like, so then after when he's, like, kind of, like, Parker's, like, in his, like, sorrows, Kim is, like, you know, because Kim and Parker are, like, having a thing. She's, like, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. And he's, like, well, you know, I think at one point she did try to tell me. (laughs) Like, I think he says that. 
if I remember Wait, correctly. At one point, she did try to tell me. It's very different than at one point she told me. <laughs> like that's what old girl from uh, Parenthood tried. Remember, she's like, he's like, Crosby's like, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, well, I I sent you a Facebook message that we need to talk, and you never answered. Like, girl, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, listen, if y'all wanted to tell these men, you would have told that man. It's okay. Like, it's in the past. It's done now. There's nothing that can be done about it. But we're not going to be out here trying to shift the blame. <laughs> did you try to tell him or did you tell him? It's a difference. <laughs> oh, goodness. I think she, I think he's like, I, he's like, I, or he's like, he said something about like, he noticed like signs and then he just like, didn't want to know. Like, he basically fessed up to to that like, he... He's like, I had a feeling, and, like, you know, there were signs, and, like, I just didn't want to know. Like, which, so then, like, now that's, that's a you. different statement. Yeah, that is that is definitely on you. If you saw signs, I'm not really sure how a lawyer knows what the signs of pregnancy look like when they're not a woman, but okay. Um, but if you saw the signs and you ignored them, that's 100% on you, baby. Don't try to, like, wreak havoc and, pe- and you know, bring instability into people's lives because now you want to know. <laughs> Right now, now you're trying to you're trying to take it all back. Um, Fred leaves as guardian angel halfway through the season. Ben Feldman uh, did leaves. Did Fred leave in season three? No, he leaves halfway through season four. Yeah, Ben Feldman leaves as Fred, and we get like we get like two more guardian angels. Um, we get we get Luke Daniels, who's played by Carter McIntyre. Um, and then he's quickly replaced by Paul. Right. And Ben Feldman left, by the way, because, like, he was, he was, do- he was Ginsburg on Mad Men. So he was like, this is nice and everything, honey, but, like, I just got on, like, an Emmy Award winning television show. Right. And, like, you're not, you're not turning that down. <laughs> you're not turning that down. Um, and that was a great character. I don't think that character was as a big as a, of a character as what he had on Drop Dead Diva, but certainly an important role and an unforgettable character. Right. He does incre- I mean, he does incredible work as Ginsburg. Like, and we've talked about that, how how great that character is. But um I think that's the first and last time I've seen him in a serious role other than um Cloverfield. Yeah. Cloverfield um, might be like the last time I saw him in like a a series. So, but this was certainly his first dramatic role because like Cloverfield is like a horror movie. Right, 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 right. Um, any like other cases that like stand out to you this season? Um, there was. Oh my gosh! Yes, 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 yes. Um, there was a case where. Um, oh no! You already brought up the. You already brought up the the guys, the the rape case. That was very mm-hmm. good. Um, you know, it's um though the one where the girl is forced to marry a prince. Oh yeah, that that's a that's a popular. So for whatever reason, <laughs> I've been noticing this that particular like like Kate like the the girl is this girl from insert random brown country here like is being forced to marry random brown insert random royal brown family here this is a that's this has been on 
like this was like a really popular like uh story <laughs> like th- there must have been something like a news story at the time because like that this like thing happens and dropped a diva this plotline happens and dropped a diva it happens on the catch which is like a shonda show that got canceled it happens recently on the resident and then it also happened on like some other procedural that i oh madam secretary <laughs> it was right. so random it's a very popular one <laughs> i mean it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a juicy story if you yeah, work it I mean, right it's effective if you work it right it's very effective i liked it um i had fun with it um well drop the diva it's like it all works out like she uh she runs away because she doesn't want to get married and it's solved in the lo- most legally blonde way of course but like jason and and grain are like on the case and they do some sort of like witcheroo, and and she's able to stay in the United States, and it, it works, and it's it's a good time. Um, it's a really good what fun are, time. What are some of your favorite episodes from season four? Um, you know, I like the whole season overall. I think more of my stuff that I like is in just more of like the character stuff that happens. Oh, yeah, there is an episode this season that I actually think is also really cool and interesting and compelling, where before Brandy comes back for the baby to take the baby back to Canada, you know, shout out to Parker. He was really responsible. The baby had come all the way to Canada, and he was like, okay, like, well, we got to call your mom, and she's got to get here, but, like, you should be in school. Like, let's so let's get you to school and get you registered uh, and go to school and, like, be educated so that, like, your mom can see that at least I'm, like, kind of responsible. So they drop the baby off at school, and turns out there's, like, cops at the school. Or not there's cops at the school, but the teacher gets fired by the school, by the parents' association, and the teacher got fired because, you know, they are a teacher by day and they're, you know, on OnlyFans by night. I remember that. And And so, who would have guessed that that would be a real thing? That actually just happened to uh to a, both a teacher and a mom like last month. Right. Like this is a this is something that actually keeps happening, right? There I think there's cuz this was like in 2012, but you know, like you said, this just happened. So this is like a this is like a recurring thing where people are finding out that like your their their kids teachers are doing other things um to make ends meet and then they get fired because somehow doing sex work means like you're apparently gonna like tell your your ten year old students <laughs> that you flash right. like on the right. internet at night. Cause that's- well, I mean, this is the, like, keep in mind, this is the country, like, well into the 60s and early 70s, where teachers could not teach um, if they were pregnant once they started to show. Because the, apparently the, just the kids being around a pregnant woman was, like, a, like a, a bad influence on them. Right. So, so the episode is, like, Parker, like, 
but this this teacher at the school is Eric's favorite teacher. So Parker is like, well, I'm, you know, I'm so he takes on the teacher's wrongful termination case and uh to defend the teacher and be like, you can't fire this person. Um and it's interesting. And so like that's interesting. It's interesting um that that happens and that it's this case and um that the show like like I said like we said that the show is even thinking about this stuff it's so it's really just a different shit and that's really cool mm-hmm. um other things that I that happened this season that are a vibe um so Owen proposes to Jane <laughs> And uh, Grayson is devastated, and but he is about to, and then he wrecks the wedding, low key, high key, high key. <laughs> like we're not gonna, I'm not gonna dress this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad, you guys. It was really bad. No reason. Um. And I don't think that it was outwardly malicious, but I think subconsciously there was some malice there. Right, because it's like, the whole thing is like, the wedding is happening, and Jane, um, Jane can't get out there because, like, her dress is stuck on something. And everyone is mad nervous because they think she's running, but, like, <laughs> she's not. Her dress is just stuck. And so... Grayson comes, He Grayson goes to investigate and he's like, oh, your dress is stuck. She's like, yes, I'm trying to get married. He's like, yeah. But then like, he does something really like backhanded. <laughs> he does like do like a little backhanded word salad of like, you know, I'm still trying to hit it though, girl. Mm. And you know what? Like, Maybe don't tell women that you have feelings for them when they're about to marry somebody else. You know, take a page out of Raphael uh, Solano's book. Right? Just suffer, stand there in silence. Stiff upper, upper lip. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. grace, dignity, clarity, you know? That's, but, you know, whatever. So, oh, yeah, that was a, like a desperate little last-ditch effort. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a desperate little last-ditch. And, you know, Jane, you know jumps at it and she kisses him and then Owen walks in because obviously he's come to investigate why this shit's taking so long and when Owen comes to investigate like then shit really pops off and it's uh it's a mess it is it is but this is like one of those things that I was saying last week where this is a drama that has just enough of just enough sprinkling of sitcom tropes to make it fun. Right, right. And um, cuz this is a sitcom trope right here. <laughs> it is. It is. It is, but it's so fun and and it's a vibe and um that is and and then also we and then we find out that Kim is pregnant by Parker and she's like don't feel bad that you've lost the baby in Canada because I'm having a baby. I'm having your baby. And I say this, and I note this specifically because of what is going to happen next season. That 
I still, I shouldn't laugh about it, but like, I'm gonna laugh about it. Um, and so, yeah, so the Jane Wedding Owen drama is how we end the, the fourth season, uh, along with a little, not post credit, but like a little scene where Jane and um, Fred, guardian angel Fred, are in heaven. Like, and this is like old Jane. Old Jane is in heaven with guardian angel Fred, and she then hits her own return button to get back down to earth because she does not like the way that Deb Jane has been living her life. And that's how we end end season four. What do you think of season four? Good, bad, or basic? I think it's good. I actually really like uh, um, season four. It's my favorite season after season one. Yeah, this is a pretty, it's a great, you know, a a lot of incredible guest stars, uh, lawyer Serena Williams, um, the dance mom people show up, they're fun. Uh, Lorraine, I can never say her name, but like that black actress that's like crazy famous. Um, and it, her, she has like a really French name. I think it's Lorraine Toussaint. Toussaint. Yeah, that is her name. Oh, it's okay. Toussaint. You said it right the first time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lorraine Toussaint shows up for an episode and she's incredible and it's always great to see her. So like, I had a good time. Season four is great. Yeah, the shout out to them using the most underutilized black actress of all time because honestly, you can never use her enough. But yeah, the season four, excellent season, highly recommend. And it's honestly was surprising to me because a lot of times when shows go past uh, three seasons, they start to fall off in a very, very visceral, tangible way. They really do. Seriously. (laughs) Once you get to like fourth season, you start to feel the drag. Like you really do. Right. And I can practically hear the writers trying to come up with things. (laughs) Right. You're just like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, But that doesn't happen in this show. It's like the show just kind of is like, no, we're here. We're just we're cruising. We're doing stuff. This is cool. Mm -hmm. And into season five. Season five. So season five, obviously, we pick up with Owen, like, saw the kiss and, you know, hit his head. I think he, like, slips and falls or something. So we're all just, like, waiting with bated breath to see what happens. And Jane, obviously, the wedding is, like, wedding mashup. Um, And it's... It's it's a time. It's a vibe. Um, Jane is like has this like horrible guilt because she feels like she wrecked everything. But you know, um, you got to do. But you know, I guess you got to follow your heart, Jane. Right, and I mean, why not? Why not? Um, you know, from season one, she's just been trying to keep this life in order, trying not to, to make sure nobody knows her secret, that nobody finds out, this, that, and the third, and try to be a good lawyer and try to be a better person. Like, why can't she be happy now? Because she's got, right. she's going to be in this body for several more years. Jane is still a young woman. Right, right. Exactly. So she, 
so Owen gets like rushed to the hospital to like make sure she's okay and he he's fine but then like they have the they have, obviously they have like a really serious conversation and they're broken up and it's horrible so season 5 Parker is also like officially gone he's uh he's left and um even though Kim is you know who he, was his girlfriend is pregnant and the reason that they give for Parker leaving <laughs> This is so terrible. Okay, so the reason that the show gives is, like, Kim is, like, you know, like, Grayson is, like, hey, like, and Kim, like, I guess has told people that she's pregnant or whatever, and she's having Parker's baby, specifically. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows. And I think Grayson's, like, how's, like, Parker, like, when's Parker coming back? And Kim's, like, he's not. He's decided to stay in Canada. with Brandy and the other baby and I'm and he's he told me he's just not ever he's never coming back and I'm like wait what (laughs) we are never ever ever no okay I'm sorry um but yeah that's that's a that's a weird thing to send through a courier I just think about that all the time they got back together like he's wifing Brandy in Canada yep with this baby I mean, what can I say? Choices were made. This is why you're very selective about who you go raw with, you guys. Because anybody could have your baby, whether you're trying to be with them or not. So shout out to season five. So season five, like we said, Jane, real Jane, Jane Jane, comes back in a in the body of um, a, a girl named Brittany. And... Um... She's there to, you know, talk shit about Deb Jane, but also to get uh, Deb Jane to help her with a new, with a, with a, with a case, with unfinished business that she left on Earth. I feel like I don't understand the point of bringing back Jane Jane in a new body, like because she doesn't stick around for long. Right. I don't like. What was the purpose? I mean, to show us that she's in a completely different body, too. But, like, Jane is not the main character anymore. We have a character called Jane, but that's actually Deb. Jane's story ended literally when she died. Right. So, like, why is she here? (laughs) Why is she here? Like, no shade to Jane, but, like, baby, move on. Pretty much. Um, That felt like like filler to me. Same. Sorry. Same, it, like it felt like filler, and it felt like she was just here to, to be, I don't know, something or whatever. Something. Uh, so then, what, like, what out of? So then, do you have any particular things in season five that you were like, damn, I, I fuck with this? The dad trying to save his uh, son who's got uh, lymphoma. Mm-hmm. That was a great case. I'm 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 on, honestly just here for the cases on this show. Um, the side stuff is great. Questionable decisions were made, but the side stuff is great. But the the cases are better. Um, this uh, guy, um, the case where the uh, the star player of a baseball team is accused of murder. See, that's episode five, and it's called what is it called? Secret Lives. That was a great one. And I'm going to say episode nine, um, 
when uh, Jane Defane, defends the heiress who um, who runs that, you know, the shelter for abused women and mm-hmm. they're threatening to shut down her, her, her shelter. That was a great episode. That was a really good episode. Um, also, in that episode, there's like a there's like this little boy who's like, "I'm a vampire." <laughs> like, I mean, I know like most people would laugh about that, but if a child said that to me, I would actually be very frightened. <laughs> really? I yeah. Mean, like, just like generally like worried for their mental health, or no, like frightened that they were actually a vampire on some Kristen <laughs> Dunst interview with the vampire type situation. <laughs> Like, I would only feel safe if they said that during, like, daylight hours. I'm like, oh, that's cute. He thinks he's a vampire. But if they said that at night, and this is our very first time meeting, I would be actually very frightened. I'm a scary person, you guys. Y'all don't even know. (laughs) Um, so, yeah. In terms of, like, character stuff that happens this season, um, Stacey, like, decides that she wants to be ego prego and that owen is the person to do that with i don't know sweetheart i mean yeah so they decide uh to have their little babies together um and they isn't this the season they get engaged no that's next season okay but they they decide they're going to have some babies together. That's a vibe. That's a move. Um, I'm not really sure what Stacy's doing with her life now that she's quit acting. She's just sort of doing the 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 baking business because she because Jane bailed her out and then like it it was reasonably successful. So that's what she does now. Right, right. So I guess she's really now trying to go full domestic vibes. Like, I own this bakery. I'm going to have these children. I'm going to get married. Um, Which is what a lot of failed actresses do, actually. Right? um, No no shade. No shade. She could do worse than Owen. I'm not going to lie. She could do worse. She could absolutely do worse. I just don't know that, like, I would do it with my best friend's ex-fiance but then i guess like she doesn't want him anymore that's very yeah it's very weird energy just knowing that y'all without y'all were together would leave like a weird taste in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) like what am i supposed to do right Um, with someone who knows a close friend in a manner that i will never know them and have these intimate relations with them but you know you know not all people are built different you know it's obviously not a problem for Stacey (laughs) right and like in I will say like I guess it's true to Stacey's character because Stacey just kind of does whatever so um stuff like that doesn't phase her that deep so uh so I guess she they go for it and they're cute enough I they pull it off enough I guess it's fine but the season ends, season five ends with Jane, Jane Jane, her mom is like his collapse and she's in the hospital. And at first, like they think it's fine that she's just sort of because Jane Jane's mom is bipolar. So they think that maybe she's not been keeping up with her meds the way she should. And she's like, everything's fine. Everything's chill. But by the end of the episode, Jane Jane's mom, like, Deb Jane finds out that Deb Jane finds out Jane is 
really, Jane's mom is actually really, really sick. And she's been sick for a while. And she dies. And it's really uh, moving, I guess. There's also this plot that's happening. It's a really kooky case with um, uh, Amish people and, like, Rumspringa and stuff that doesn't make any... That's really goofy. Like, you... Oh, I know where that came from, girl. I already got you. There used to be a reality show called Amish in the City. And um, they had spinoff shows like Living Amish or Life After Amish about kids who never came back from Rumspringa. And so there was a whole, there was like a whole era. You had to be there, you guys. You just had to be there. But there was a whole <laughs> era where reality TV was literally obsessed with Amish people. <laughs> That's true. I do remember that. <laughs> there was even one like called Amish Mafia. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Um, it was, a, I mean, honestly, um, it was a time. It was a, like, like, what a time to be alive. It really was a wave. <laughs> um, Amish reality TV shows and making the band an er- a bygone era. Right, right, right. Oh, you know what else? Do you guys, do you remember um, those, what else was an era completely unrelated? But those MTV shows like uh, um, Eliminate and Room Raiders and Date oh, My yeah. Mom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you guys, we weren't living right, but it was the best type of wrong, I promise. Right. And like next and all those. Oh yeah. Next was great. <laughs> but yeah, back to this Amish plot. Integrating the struggles of Amish people. Like integrating the struggles of Amish people who uh had been shunned from the community. Or had gone on Rumspringa and didn't want to go back. That was like a whole thing for a long time. And then Jane's mom dies. And then uh, at the very end, Jane and Grayson, Grayson comes over to Jane's place. And and Jane Jane in the body of Brittany um, tells Grayson the truth. She's the one that drops the bomb about Deb Jane, which, and that's how we end, that's how we end this season. So, so let's talk about it. Season five. Okay. Low key. That was some shady shit to do. That's what I thought too. Don't you have a whole new life to live, girl? Like, what is your glitch right now? What are you, like, honestly, this was like very, very underhanded behavior, I think. Same. And I was like, and her justification is like, you didn't tell me my mom was sick. I'm like, girl, she just found out too. Did you not watch the episode? Right. A, she just found out too. Um, B, what comfort can you give her, your mother right now when she does not even recognize you and she thinks the person she's been dealing with is her daughter? Is that really information we're trying to spring on her that her daughter's on... And doing some body swap freaky Friday shit on her deathbed. Right. And this is why the the reintroduction of Jane Jane is like bad, is actively bad. It was an actively bad choice and made no sense. Because what you're saying, when that stuff comes up with like Deb Jane, we've already had like two whole seasons dedicated of dedicated character work to like answer those questions. Right. Right. 
So if it took you two and a half seasons for like Deb to sort of come to this like realization and like care with not only her own mother, but Jane's mother, why do you feel like you can do it with Jane Jane and like, like 30 seconds of an episode? Right. And the whole thing, honestly, because the whole setup is that, like, Deb was such a vapid, shallow, self-centered person, and Jane was so good and gracious and loving and generous. But to tell this to Grayson and, like, retaliation, because this woman didn't tell you about your mom, looks like nothing but pettiness. Right. Like, and it, they completely assassinated the character of who Deb is supposed to be in just one fell swoop. And one, right? And and who we had, like, and who they had coded Jane to be in one fell swoop. And it's like, uh, okay. It was... Right. It was I just... Mean, literally, if anybody else had done it, it would it might have made a little bit more sense. Like, why you of all people when you're in a similar situation you're in a new body what are you talking about girl <laughs> right like what are you what are you doing <laughs> where i thought we were in this together but clearly not <laughs> she's definitely drilling holes in the boat <laughs> she is she's drilling holes and it it's like i don't know it just like i'm not this show, I'm not saying the show is deep, but the but the writers are smarter than this. And that's why, like, my grade for this season is, like, basic. Same. I'm going to have to give it a bis- basic. Um, the episodes, like, uh, it, content that was, like, one-off content, like, via the cases in the episodes was actually quite good. And that was, like, true to form. But the character work was just eviscerated. I'm sorry, you guys. Right. Same. Same. It's like, I don't... Honestly, I, I'm gonna. Pre- I pretend I do not see it. Like that's that's my energy. <laughs> it's not real. We don't acknowledge it's not real. it. I don't acknowledge yeah. it. So let's move on from this explosion, this very unnecessary confession. Let's jump into season six, the final season of Drop Dead Diva. Final season. Ba, 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 ba. So season six, we pick back up with the big secret has been let out. And I think we're, it's like the the next day or whatever. And, you know, the big secret's been let out. Stacy's doing, you know, her ego pergo stuff. And Paul is still doing Paul. And that's where we are. Um, but But the big sort of thing is that, like, what does Grayson know? And... And we go through um, the first episode. So the episode, the case of the opening is actually really cool. It's like Nan Flanagan from like True Blood. (laughs) She's such an interesting uh, character because she always plays like the ice queen. And that's such a good look for her. Right. She's not the ice queen though. (laughs) Like in this, which is weird. It it was weird. And that's why I wasn't messing with her on this show. I was like... You can't have a character typecast for a, a, an actor typecast for twenty years and then want to change script, <laughs> right? And then you want to flip the script, shit. But in this, um, in this case, she's like, well, I guess like she's kind of because like the whole thing is is like she's a lunch lady and she gives the kids 
free lunch, even though she gives she gives the poor children free lunch, even though the schools told her to stop. And she tries to wipe out their debt, and even though the school told her to stop, because the American education system, and that's like this is like a real thing. You guys can hear about the kids who are penalized for essentially being poor. Um, and she she's like wrongfully terminated, and Jane sort of takes the case. But in the midst of her researching and trying to get her back to her lunch lady job, Jane realizes that Nan Flanagan is not who she says she is. She, she, she's on the run because she, in her younger years, was like, um, like an eco-fascist and like blew up a building. Yeah, I'm tired of environmentalist villains. <laughs> same hard same <laughs> like this bitch cares about the environment she's a problem <laughs> so she's she's like wanted by the FBI uh, and so then Jane has to defend her from that and that's the that's the that's the case and um much to Jane you know like like dropped a diva every really like complicated sociopolitical problem is solved within the span of like 57 minutes <laughs> so she uh wins but uh the case is fun it's and it's you know like we said the show's always thinking about cool stuff but um it's one of those things that's also like an ongoing issue lunch ladies being fired and kids being suspended or even expelled for trying to give kids free lunch or raise money to pay off kids school debt or things like that you know those little black kid that raised like $500 selling lemonade to pay off the school debt that cuz that was like the total amount of the school debt of all the kids who had lunch debt and he tried to pay it off and the school would not let him right which is like Huh? <laughs> like, do you not want your money? <laughs> like, do you, do you want the money or not? Like, supposedly it was about the money. And I'll tell you what about every single creditor in this nation. They don't care who's paying it and who's applying what money to what account. If you're paying, they will take it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and... <laughs> So so what is it and and yeah it's the same thing like like you like you said it's an ongoing issue and it's a national issue. Um I feel like I've heard this story in several from several states and several schools. They're just criminalizing the poor children, poor kids because they're poor. Um we love criminalizing poverty in this country. We love it. It's our favorite thing to do. And it's never too young to start, right? It's never too young to scare and shame scare scare children into like a hustle mindset or shame them for being poor. Right. Exactly. So So yeah, so but something I do want to talk about really quick that happens in this episode is like so Grayson finds out he knows the truth about Jane Deb Deb Jane and um he is not pleased. He is very angry. He's very hurt. He, uh, it's, he's having all of the feelings. I'm not mad at it. I'm honestly not mad at it. She had a good reason for not telling him, granted, 
But that doesn't negate his feeling hurt and betrayed and lied to in the least. Like, you know, both feelings are valid here. Right. And he he makes the specific comment of, like, he's like, you know, it's like you said, he's like, you've been lying to me. And she's like, well, I couldn't tell you because of, like, a thing. And he goes, well, oh, and... And he he gets even angrier when he finds out that Stacy knows Stacy knows, but but he doesn't. Um, with good reason. And uh, he, but it's interesting. He makes like the specific comment of like, well, you know. And shout out to Jackson Hurst. He really plays it really well, and he's he's a. He, I really feel I feel it like when he is saying what he's saying. Um, but he's like, you know, you almost got married. You almost, he's like, you almost married somebody else. You almost watched me get married to somebody else. Mm. And uh, like, what do you, what do you, like, I don't, and also it's like, I've, I don't know how to deal with any of this because I'm over Deb. Like I grieved Deb. Deb is gone for all intents and purposes in my mind. And then like, not only that, but like, I really, I confided in you about everything. Like, we became really close, and you just never said anything. Mm. And I'm like, damn. I mean, if your marriage can survive your wife actually being the uh, re-embodiment of your dead fiancé who then proceeded to lie to you and have other relationships before reuniting and making you love her as a new person, then it can survive anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I guess that's true. That's real. That's real shit. Like, because when is that scenario ever going to come up again? (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's true. That's real shit. That's real shit. Um, and, and it's interesting. And, and so then like what results like in sub in like further in like subsequent episodes and stuff is that like, they, you know, they keep talking it out. Like, uh, I think even it happens in episode two, because, like, it episode one, like, ends on, like, this sort of thing. But then they keep talking about it in subsequent episodes. And it's interesting. Um, he, because obviously this comes back up again, and he's like, I still can't believe you didn't tell me. And... You know, Deb Deb Jane makes the comment of like, well, you know, I when I was Deb, like I never ate anything and like I cut carbs and like I worked out like three times a day. And, you know, I wasn't really confident in like telling you the truth about me. And and Grayson's like, I never cared. But I also feel like that was I don't know. I can never decide. If that feels fair. And. Um, like I said, everybody had their legitimate reasons for feeling the way they felt. Um, because, you know, perspective. He's not, he has been lied to and he's had secrets kept from him. But she literally died and left the body and life she was accustomed to and got dropped into somebody else's. Right. 
Like, that is a trauma as well, sir. Right? Like, she needs time to figure that out and, you know, sort that out in her mind for herself. Let alone, like, you know, all of your shit. But it is interesting. It's just interesting in the fact, like, it's just really good character work. And it's really interesting to watch, like... Shout out to these actors, because, like, they really, like, it's such a weird thing, but they're, as we keep, like, because I feel as we talk it out, it just sounds so nuts, but both of the actors really are able to, I think, embody the emotional truth of, of the situation, and that's always extremely impressive. Right, right. Um, and I, I like that the show allows them um, to do so and it doesn't just villainize one over the other this is something that I've taken issue with in many of the shows that we've talked about where both parties are right but one person's being villainized or the person who is right is being villainized over the person who's actually in the wrong <laughs> right but I really liked I really liked how this was resolved um, you know, I didn't have to go through eight seasons for the secrets to be exposed. <laughs> Pretty little liars. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was a good time all around. And I felt like um, despite the real Jane trying to shake things up, this went well. This, this was went, resolved well. This was resolved well. And funny enough, I actually, watching it all, usually like a secret, like, like, the big secret with like you know in any show if you take too long to like say it it gets like annoying but I feel like this was paced really well Mm -hmm. I think so too um and one of the things I was impressed about when I first got into the show um and I was looking up the show is to see that every season was exactly 13 episodes long um, I'm pretty sure that was intentionally, and that was a good way of doing things. They have a, a real formula. They have a structure, even with like the length of, that they want each season to be, which helps you pace out your episodes better. Right. It just makes everything f- flow more fluidly. I I could have lived without seeing the real Jane um, Bingham ever again, but it is what it is. Right, but it is what it is. It's happening. Shout out to um, Brooke Elliott, who, like, gets, like, a sex scene. Well, not, like, a sex scene. It's more of, like, one of those really tastefully, like, implications. And then, like, hot kissing. And then it's, like, it fades to the next morning. But sex scenes aren't really the show's, this show's bag, so I'm not mad about it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think everything on the show was honestly really, really well done. Um, I would like to see more of Brooke Elliott as an actress. Right. Like, you know, she 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 carried the show on her back. Um, but yeah, uh in terms of like the the episodes, like the cases, all that stuff is like fun and fine. But it the the see so the series I guess ends with like Stacy and Owen are like happily ever after and Stacy's having this baby or, and whatnot, but like Grayson goes into the hospital like for some wackadoodle reason and then like dies, mm-hmm. but then he he also comes back 
he also hits the return button and comes back in the body of like another dude. Ian. Ian, who's actually like on death row. (laughs) Which is possibly the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, (laughs) Like I went from a lawyer to a dude with a whole record. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) That was a choice. Choices. Choices. Jane figures it out and she, you know, gets him off of death row and then eventually gets him freed. But like, now you're, you have to like, I guess it's like the whole thing is like love conquers all, but I'm just like, he's like a accused murderer. Okay, but he didn't do those things, girl. Ian did. (laughs) (laughs) Perspective. 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 That was his past life. He's been born again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, you know, Jane decides, so once Ian, Ian Grayson and Deb Jane decide, Jane, Deb Jane decides she's going to leave the law firm and be with Grayson because that's what she wants to do and be with her life. And uh, Stacy's getting married to Owen, and that's how we end in the series. Is Stacy having this baby? Grayson and Deb, you know, float off like in their new bodies, walking off into the distance. And yeah, and then we're done. It's done. It's over. It's the show. It's a nice little. Like, honestly, uh, it's interesting about the show. The beginning and end feel like something out of a fairy tale. I mean, the show is a fantasy. But the meat of the show is very, very surprisingly real and relatable and relevant. And I think that's what carried it. It's honestly such a great and well-executed concept. Right? It's really impressive. Like, truly. And that's, like, what makes the show... So, you know, different and quirky and fun. And um, at least to me, like, very, yeah, very impressive. It is a very, very, very impressive show. Um, Like I said, everybody did what they had to do. Shout out to Judge Paula Abdul from (laughs) the first half. Half right. Um, um, I think everybody was really, really well cast. There was a lot of interesting uh, choices here. Um, I just think it's interesting how uh, both Debs are played by actresses named Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, even the original Deb Dopkins, Brooke Dorsey, I think with the, the... She had relatively brief screen time. She was only a recurring character in the first half of the season series. She she did well. I think she did very well. Um, I would like to see everybody again, not just Ben Feldman, who is booked and busy, <laughs> but the rest of the cast as well. Right, right. Um... Yeah, Brooke Elliott is, Brooke Elliott, who plays, like, Deb Jane, um, incredible actress, just incredible, really great, um, carried this show on her back, truly, truly and honestly, and it's interesting, it was, 
it was it sucked because she didn't work for a really long time after this show. I haven't seen her in anything else. She's on the Netflix show called Steel Magnolias. Oh, they did like a, they did a series based on that movie. Not like I don't think of it's something Magnolias. It might be Sweet Magnolias. Okay. I might be, but it's it's something Magnolias, but she is on that show. She's on that Netflix show. It's, mm, but I remember being really excited to see her because she's going to, yeah, it's called that. That's what it is. It's sweet. It's sweet Magnolias. Um, and, but I remember being extremely excited to see her because she's an incredible actress and, and she deserved way more parts. She deserved to do more stuff, and it did not come for a really long time, and it sucked because she's great. She's absolutely great. She's phenomenal in that role. You know, and I think the great thing about the show is that it showed that you can still talk about serious stuff and think really critically about, I think, topics that are happening in the world and, and find smart... Uh, ways to resolve them with strong points of view, but your show doesn't have to be super heavy and dark. Right. And there you have it, folks. This is everything that we think made the back half of Drop Dead Diva good, bad, basic, and so incredibly entertaining. If you'd like to check out the series, Drop Dead Diva is currently streaming for free on Amazon Prime and Amazon.com. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Good, The Bad, The Basic, be sure to share it with your friends. And if you're a member of our Patreon, be sure to check out our Drop Dead Diva playlist if you haven't already. Tune in next week as we keep the strong female lead season going with part one of our discussion on the revolutionary lesbian drama, The L Word. The L Word is currently streaming on Hulu, so be sure to get into this series and go refresh your memory. You don't want to miss out on this conversation. If you're a patron on our top tiers, then get ready for another long-awaited Gone Too Soon series installment. On these bonus episodes, we cover series which we think were canceled entirely too early. This time, we'll be discussing the HBO BBC mystery comedy drama, The Number One Ladies Detective Agency. This short-lived gem is currently streaming over on HBO Max, so get into it. Our Gone Too Soon episode goes live this saturday you don't want to miss it the good the bad the basic is currently streaming on all major podcast platforms so be sure to tune into our regular weekly episodes on the go leave us a review on your preferred platform and share our weekly episodes on your social media please follow us at the good bad basic on twitter and at good bad basic pod on instagram to get in on our daily content also be sure to follow our SoundCloud page, The Good, The Bad, The Basic, where all of our weekly episodes debut first. If you love this sort of content and want more, please become a producer and patron on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash good, bad, basic. Your support allows us to keep bringing you our regular weekly episodes, as well as exclusive bonus material. Until next time, bye everyone. Bye everyone.